a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Lathan. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk Radio points. Mercy, welcome to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> mercy, uh, hey, that's our theme for today. today nice is, work. Today is the Mercy edition of Table Talk Radio, and we have a special guest in studio. Pastor Wolfman, please introduce our yeah, guest. We have today in studio, you're not going to believe this, dear listener, in studio we have the brains and the brawn of LCMS <laughs> World Relief and Human Care. Yes, none other then the Reverend Carlos Hernandez uh, is with us in studio. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Thank you very much. All right. So tell us a little bit about our show for today and what we're doing. We have a few things on tap. The first thing is uh, Carlos has challenged me to a game of Bible Bee, so it's another Bible Bee throwdown. I'm due (laughs) one of these times to win, so Evan is... uh, Not likely. (laughs) Evan has a a slate of Bible passages uh, for us on uh, the theme of mercy. Uh, So we have that. And then uh, once we finish that up, uh, my sure victory, uh, then we're going to talk to uh, (laughs) Pastor Hernandez about... uh, about the work that he does with uh, with LCMS World Relief and Human Care and the work of mercy uh, and uh, and mission that goes on uh, with him. So that's uh, that's what we have for the show today. Pretty good. Uh, do you think maybe some of our listeners will stick around for the whole show this time? Uh, yes, it's because we have the highlight coming at the end. So. Oh, right. Um, by the way, <laughs> for the sake of our listeners, we're doing this show uh, face-to-face again. Again, you know? again. I'm um, here in Pastor Wolfner's office, and... Uh, Pastor, uh, you were that last time I was here. So I, <laughs> yeah, my God. Uh, I, you know, you remember that? What is that movie? Ernest goes to camp. Have you seen that movie? Where, oh yeah. Uh, Ernest and he goes in its claw. I saw this when I was a kid. And Ernest's closet has the same outfit, about twenty of the same. And I said, <laughs> what job can I have? When when I grow up, that I have all the same outfit lined up right in a row, and there it is, a pastor. You know, black shirt, white collar. There you have it. So sometimes uh, people ask you, so why did you go to the ministry? That well, Ernest goes to camp. Ernest yeah. goes to camp. Pastor goes to seminary. I think. Uh, it, and this is something, too, that uh, uh, Pastor Hernandez is an expert at disaster response, and so he's here in the office. So we've got things under control now. The yes. disaster is uh, is oh, being tamed. I should have used that line that we have, uh, Table Talk Radio, the disaster continues. <laughs> That's right. But maybe it doesn't continue since Carlos is here with us. <laughs> yeah, he's going to fix us up. So. And we have grants to uh, help out in the disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's man! Well, I see Evan, by the way, uh, horsing around with the soundboard. He keeps turning up the uh, treble on my voice and, and turning down the bass. <laughs> yeah, my, we were getting ready to start. He's like, "Hold on, I want to turn up the the turn, bass. Turn on up my voice. the bass on my voice. <laughs> my radio voice." <laughs> Good grief! All right, well, I, I can see Carlos is itching uh, to to take dominance in this game, Bible B. Uh, so how this works, dear listener, uh, is we we have a uh, three rounds in Bible B. The first round. Um, we we give 
three verses from the Bible, and the contestant then has to decide which book of the Bible uh, that is in. And so the two contestants here is Carlos and Pastor Wolfmuller. The second round, you get one verse from the Bible. and the third round, you get one word, still having to identify what book of the Bible it appears in. So uh, Carlos Hernandez is uh, our guest contestant. And uh, Carlos, are you ready for your first entry? I think I am. <laughs> okay, well, here it is. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to them was his own, but all things were in common property to them. And they, with great power, the apostles were giving witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. And there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of the land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each and as each had need. Any idea what book of the Bible that oh, is Oh, absolutely. From? That's the book of Acts. All right. Acts it is. So 200 <laughs> points for Carlos. Uh, now, Carlos, the other point uh, of, of this game is we play a little law and or gospel. So... Uh, how would you analyze that passage, and uh, does it bring to us God's law or God's gospel or both? Well, I believe it brings both. Uh, the uh, The apostles uh, were proclaiming the gospel. They were teaching and preaching the gospel. Uh, they also had appointed, early in Acts, uh, we hear about how they had appointed deacons uh, to do the work of mercy. To uh, uh, In uh, uh, Acts 6, the... the uh, they were distribute, distributing um, uh, food, uh, essentially almost like a sounds like a soup kitchen uh, to to the widows, to the Hebrew and, and Greek widows. So uh, that was demonstrating uh, uh, the love of Christ. You know, motivated by the gospel, they they were moved to demonstrate mercy. Receiving mercy is the gospel, and sharing mercy would would be you know the call to to obedience to. To love the neighbor as self, or to love the neighbor as, as God loves us. That's right. So I see both of them, law uh, and gospel. Law and gospel. Put another 200 points for Carlos there. Now, Pastor Wolfman, I have something to throw at you with this verse. Yes. This is the verse, this is the passage that people will sometimes use to support you know, something like a socialist or a, a communist uh, yes, state of yes, government. Yes, so yes. how do you respond to someone who takes acts to say, hey, look, we should, uh, we should all be... Uh, Communists, kind of a bunch of little <laughs> socialists <laughs> running around. Yeah. yeah, the Bible commands socialism. Ugh, far be it from that. Uh, well, first, I mean, the easy thing to say on that is that um, uh, is that this is talking about the church and not the state. So, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like the disciples were going over to, to Caesar and saying, "Hey, we ought to all share our stuff," and they're giving all their stuff away to Caesar. Lord forbid. Uh, it, it, the, the church did live. I mean, it seemed like a, a you know a bit of a commune there for the first few uh, few decades uh, that they were sharing uh, and and with this sort of thing with each other. But it, it was not a political movement. It, there, there's nothing to do with politics there. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is when we read the book of Acts, we we want to be clear about what's descriptive and what's prescriptive. So what is describing the history of the early church? And what parts of the text are prescribing the life of the church today? So we want to make that distinction so that we can look critically with this thing. And we can realize that this, uh, while it was um, uh, it's, it was going on for the first half of a generation in the church, that everyone was selling their goods and giving them to the church so that they held everything in common, that it wasn't like that for long. In fact, as soon as the temple is destroyed and the church is kind of reaching beyond the bounds of Jerusalem, you never hear of any sort of arrangement like this as well. So... Uh, I think we understand this as um, 
as a descriptive sort of uh, thing rather than a prescriptive passage. It's fascinating that sometimes when you go to certain cities and they'll have three or four hospitals and and you'll if you trace back the the history enough it'll say that you know such and such church started started this hospital so this would be like the Presbyterian Church or the Lutheran Church or mm-hmm. the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and and even in in the the early stages of America you see that it was the the churches who took upon uh, the the care for the people in the community now now it just seems like we we turn it all over to the government and say right. oh well the government will take care of caring for the for the people. And I, I've always wondered, and I guess you see this in, in some other uh, some other countries that that when it's the church caring for the actual needs of uh, the body, the people around them, then then the gospel is is maybe heard in a different light. That when you're coming to the church to to receive care, uh, then then, then you, there's an opportunity to hear the gospel. Maybe Carlos could speak to, speak to that. Oh yeah, he's the guy on that. Well, I just it just occurred to me when you were talking about how the church always seems to be there first. Uh, in providing uh, acts of mercy, uh, is that I just heard this recently. I believe that it, it may be even more, but three out of five uh, nursing facilities or care for the aged uh, in this country are owned and operated by Lutherans. Wow. And the Lutheran Services of America, which is a, a, a network of, of Lutheran agencies, uh, uh, hospitals, nursing homes, uh, uh, social ministry organizations is the largest nonprofit charitable organization in the country, which again says the church is still very much uh, in the forefront in this country uh, of providing acts of mercy. That's fantastic, and as it should be. I mean, because the church cares about um, about the person. It's when Jesus looks at someone and he and he has compassion on them and he and he heals them. He gives them what they need, both body and soul. And and so the church looks at people, not as kind of bodiless souls, but as uh, as people both created and redeemed by the Lord Jesus. That's absolutely right. So what's the score anyway on this game? Four hundred. Pastor Hernandez over there has four hundred measly points. <laughs> Nobody else has any points yet, but uh, that's all right. Points aren't that aren't that valuable. Okay. Well, I'm going to points give... are like the value of a dollar in the communist system. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use up all your point all jokes. Right. You, you know, right. Usually you plan these two or three weeks uh, in advance, and if you use them up now, uh, they're not, you're not going <laughs> to... True. The points are like my jokes about points. <laughs> I, I think they're even better. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you your entry, and then uh, I'll let you ponder it during this commercial break. All right. Uh, and your entry is this. His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand. And there is and and there is the hiding of his power. Before him goes pestilence, and plague comes after him. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapse. His ways are everlasting. So that is the first round of Bible B for Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. You are listening to Table Talk Radio, the Mercy Edition. We'll be right back after this break. We'll talk more with Pastor Carlos Hernandez. You got me begging you for mercy. Why won't you release? You got me begging you for mercy. Why won't you release? Your very own theological court gestures. This is Table Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, Pastor Wolf Miller has been pondering this clue for Bible. <laughs> yeah, you better give it to me. Just remind me. Just a little reminder. Yeah, you get one shot. Where, right. where is it? Oh, come on now. <laughs> this is one of these impossible verses, but I think I am just like a, a blind squirrel, you know, finding a nut. I think I'm gonna. I think I got this one. So let's have a, another line though. Or two from this verse here. I'll get, I'll get, because I am such a nice co-host, I'll give you all three verses again. What mercy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. In light of the mercy edition of Table Talk Radio, right, right. I'm willing. Okay, here it is. His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand. And there is, uh, and there is the hiding of his power. Before him goes pestilence, and plague comes after him. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapse. His ways are everlasting. Now that's a, it's a it's an apocalyptic vision of God, and so you ha- and I this sounds Old Testament to me, Old Testament. So I think we're uh, you know you have a couple of major apocalyptic sections in the Old Testament. You have, for example, Ezekiel, which has a lot of apocalyptic language. You have the book of Daniel, which is apocalyptic as well. The book of Joel. But then there is this little section at the end of, of one of the minor prophets, chapter 3 of the of the prophet Habakkuk. Uh, this is what's called the hymn of Habakkuk, where he sees this vision of God, and it's answering this question, how could God let the nations run roughshod over Israel? And it sounds an awful lot to me, that little verse that you read sounds an awful lot like Habakkuk chapter 3. You got it. Congre- <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Kapowie! So, five points for Pastor Wolfmuller. <laughs> oh, Just well, kidding. We'll give you the I full. I would put him 200 points here. All right, law and or gospel on that passage. Both, because look... I mean, the, the, when you look at the book of Habakkuk, it just so happens that I taught this uh, book of Habakkuk last Sunday, so you you picked you pick the wrong minor prophet. Uh, I thought it was weird that you got it. <laughs> but you, when you look at the, the argument in Habakkuk is this. I mean, the first two chapters are these, uh, Habakkuk presents these two arguments to God about how, how can you be merciful and yet let the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, come and destroy the temple? How can that happen? And And God says, well... Uh, well, first question Habakkuk asks is, how can you let the people uh, live in this injustice? And the answer is, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to bring the Babylonians. And then Habakkuk says, well, how can that be just? Because the Babylonians are even worse than the than the than the Israelites, than the, the people of, of Judah. And uh, and he says, well, they're going to get theirs too. And then he has this last final prayer where he sees God coming in glory. And the, uh, perhaps the right there in, in Habakkuk chapter three verse two is the is the gospel that we want. It says, in the midst of your wrath, bring mercy or something like that, huh? That beautiful verse. Do you have it there? In front no, of I don't. I'm I don't worry. I got it here. <laughs> I pulled it open. Uh, it, in wrath, in the midst of years, make it known. In wrath. Remember mercy. See that? That's a mercy verse. That's beautiful. So when the Lord's wrath comes, then the Lord comes when mercy comes in kindness. And so, I mean, while this verse is law, the severity of the Lord coming in judgment, it is for the Lord's Christians, uh, like Luke, like Jesus says in Luke, lift up your eyes for your redemption draws near. His coming in judgment is our is coming to save us. So both law and gospel. Law and gospel. Okay, we'll give you 200 points for that. Oh, it's all tied up going into round two. All right, round two. We're now uh, back to Carlos Hernandez. And uh, the passage you have, Carlos, is this. 
Now after this, the Lord appointed seventy others and sent them two by two ahead of him into every city and place where he himself was going to come. Luke. That is the Gospel of Luke. There you go. <laughs> yes. All right. That's a very, very important verse, that and a couple of other uh, Gospels that have the same verse where he sends them out two by two, which is the way I'll talk a little bit later about uh, a process that we do that, that can st- is still applicable today, that we can still, like, as Jesus' disciples go two by two out into the uh, people that the Lord has sent to us around our, our congregations. But uh, as far as the go- the law and the gospel, well, the uh, the gospel is... is a, is really apparent in in all of the verses where where the Lord uh, demonstrates uh, his searching out of his people. I mean, he's sending out the seventy to go out and look for the lost, very much like he like the good shepherd that leaves the ninety nine and goes out for that for that one scoundrel, stubborn little sheep that uh, we can certainly identify with. So I, I see the people very much uh, in the uh, uh, in, in the Lord who sends us out, who, who searches, searches us out and then sends, sends us out to do the same, to do, to do his ministry, to be part of his mission. Uh, as far as uh, the law or um, what's uh, prescriptive, to use a word you used earlier, uh, Brian, is um, the fact that here we have this great message, this gospel, this good news, that we dare not you know, just keep to ourselves, but you know we we are we, we are stewards of 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 these mysteries of God, and 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 we are to we we are called, invited, sent out to share that with the whole world. Absolutely, nice. Uh, well, William, talking about uh, mercy today, the, the the mercy of our Lord Jesus to send out messengers to bestow uh, to us His glorious gifts. Um, uh, we were talking in the first segment about uh, his his compassion for us in, in in the body, but also now here we have it in the in the soul as well. That that the Lord uh, uh, is there forgiving our sins in the gospel and bestowing His forgiveness to us in in the sacraments. Uh, so yeah, that's right. Gospel. Uh, there's law and gospel here. Good. So another 200 points. Uh, well, 200 for getting the round right, and then 200 points for law gospel. Uh, how many points are we up to there, Pastor? Pastor Hernandez has 800 points. I have 400. Evan, you have none. Wait a minute. How am I supposed to get? Don't don't I get uh, points for doing all this prep work? No. I spent hours doing this work. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that hours. With Evan, an hour is like 10 minutes, and 10 minutes is like an hour. <laughs> That's Psalm 90-ish. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't really like doing uh, radio shows with you face-to-face because you get to see uh, what kind of prep work you're Yeah, I, that's I'm right. Doing. You see all the work I've done. Made a little spot for you on my desk. Yeah, boy, this this really was a disaster area when you came in. <laughs> Looks better now, though. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about that verse, Pastor? No, no, this? I'm ready for round two. I'm ready for some more points. Are you sure you have nothing oh, else no, to ready, say? I'm ready, I'm <laughs> ready. Uh, okay. <laughs> I forgot what voice verse I was gonna give you. Here. Um, I'll just pick one here. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, ready. Okay. And on the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the utensils were weighed out in the house of our God into the 
into the house of Meribah, the son of Uriah the priest. With him was Eleazar. Oh, man, why did I pick the verse with all the names in it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the son of the Philiais. <laughs> anyway, that's your verse. Then, <laughs> could you give it to me again, Evan? <laughs> they, never taught, they never taught the seminarians how to read at, at the seminary, uh, Pastor Hernandez. That's one of the problems. All right, so there, what, I, I didn't even... You have to give me the first part again. They weighed out the gold and the silver instruments on the fourth day, no less. On the fourth on day. On the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the utensils were weighed out in the house of our God in the land of so on and so forth. Well, the, look, this is, has to be. Uh, this again, I see. I, 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 we played this game Bible B with uh, our friend uh, Pastor Ketchermeyer at some point in the previous shows. I don't know if that's aired yet or not, but uh, and and we had this distinction between. Um, if you remember between uh, the Kings and the Chronicles, so this and the Chronicles have this kind of emphasis on the temple. So this again sounds like a Chronicles passage to me, talking about the golden utensils that would be at use in the in the in the temple. Of course, the temple's in the Southern Kingdom after the time Eleazar, the high priest. That's um, but Eleazar might be a little bit later where it kind of returns, like Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra deals with this sort of thing, the rebuilding of the temple. Fourth day. I, I'm gonna say, look, the fourth day doesn't sound to me like a festive day, but it sounds more just like a chronological thing. And that, to me, I, I'm gonna guess the book of. I'm gonna guess the book of Ezra. I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Ezra! Yeah! <laughs> I told you I was due. <laughs> oh man, Ezra! Ezra, unbelievable! <laughs> Ezra, Ezra is right. Oh boy, that's not the verse I originally had picked out for you. I don't Do you have remember. a tougher one for me? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I just have no idea. I forgot to pencil it on this in this page. Well, so. we have seen Ezra. You know, they're coming back and they're rebuilding the temple. They're trying to they're trying to bring back the sacrifices and all this sort of stuff, uh, all the temple services, which is where I mean the. T- uh, remember that when we want to see the why the Lord has His temple, we can look at the the prayer of Solomon uh, at the dedication of the temple, and he says over and over and over and over, Lord, uh, remember your people and forgive our sins, forgive our sins, forgive. So the Lord has this has this institution to 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 distribute His forgiveness, which is exactly precisely what the church is today. So Luther says in the large catechism, remember this? He says, this is beautiful. He says. Uh, the, the church exists so that we would have uh, every day nothing but the unhindered free forgiveness of all of our sins. I hate it how you make me salivate when you're damping around the other and the other uh, books, and then all of a sudden out of, you pulled Ezra out of your pocket and get it right. Uh, unbelievable. Well, you didn't give me much to work with there. I didn't think, I didn't think you'd go for Second Chronicles twice in a row. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought, oh, he'll never guess Second Chronicles twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are listening to everyone's favorite theological game show. We are playing Bible Bee, and uh, this is the Mercy Edition of Table Talk Radio. We want to hear from you. Give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. SOLA. And nice. uh, we'll be right back with more Table Talk Radio. Lord, have mercy. Each time he needs a dime. 
everyone's favorite critical event. <laughs> Table Talk Radio will be right back. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, the Mercy Edition of Table Talk Radio. We are in the middle of playing Bible B. Pastor Wolfmuller, give us the score. Well, the score is uh, Evan Gagline, zero. <laughs> Pastor Carlos Hernandez of World Relief and Human uh, uh, Care fame, 800 points. And myself, a humble 800 points as well. Oh, I can't believe it. This I, is the, the, way. the first time Pastor Wolfmuller has ever kept up. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we'll the see. First two, right. Can you, Habakkuk 3 and Ezra. Oh, Only because you you just talked about Habakkuk in, in Bible class oh, like yesterday. the books of the Bible have a line. <laughs> this is great. That's okay. Don't worry, uh, uh, Carlos. He, he will not get the last one. There's no possible way he will get the last one. Uh, however, uh, the, the last round for you, Carlos, is a, is a one-word clue. And uh, and and that one word clue is mercy. So your your job is to name a book of the Bible that mentions mercy. <laughs> oh brother! Oh. I'm going to say the Gospel of John. John, mercy is in the Gospel of John. All right. That is correct. Oh, man, it would be more difficult to mention a book of the Bible that doesn't mention mercy. Oh, uh, you had mercy on me yeah. <laughs> in this last round. Yeah. Okay, so is there a particular passage that you're thinking of in John uh, with, with mercy? I I was I thought it was um, where the Lord invites us to, um, uh, to be merciful. Even as he, you know, he is merciful. Yeah. Uh, so, w- would that be uh, law and or gospel? Both. Okay. Um, first of all, you know, it always begins with God's mercy, and you know, we are lost without His mercy. And he is the the initiator of His love and mercy for us, and under the power of the Holy Spirit, working through through the gospel and and through the sacraments and uh, then we we are invited to to respond. Um, it it, it uh, we might even say compelled, uh, sent to also share that same mercy that that the Lord has had on us, both both in in words, in, in gospel words, but also in. In, in actions of mercy motivated by the gospel. So again, it's a beautiful one-two punch of right. law and gospel. Right. Yeah, is, isn't that something how uh, in, a, in a verse like that we see both God's law and God's gospel? So on the one hand, we we see we have the, the Lord telling us that we should be merciful as, as he is merciful. And goodness gracious, no, none of us are, are, are that merciful. I mean, none of us... I mean, how many times do we, we just drive down the street and kind of look at someone and go, oh, you know, we, we don't even want to be around that person. There's, we have no uh, movement of mercy whatsoever. How many times do you record a radio show and look across the desk <laughs> and say, I don't even want to... I can think of a, a handful of times <laughs> even today. <laughs> and so certainly we have God's law, but then also uh, the, the gospel, that, that uh, God has been merciful upon us 
uh, namely by sending his son uh, to die on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Uh, what mercy the Lord has for us. Nice. So, oh, that's true. Law and gospel, uh, another 200 points for getting the round and 200 points for getting law and or gospel. Uh, Bringing Pastor Hernandez's total to 1,200 points. That's your maximum score on Bible B, by the way, 1,200 points. You have maxed out the points. That's right. Well, let's see if you can do the same with uh, round three for Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Your one-word clue is uh, policy. <laughs> this is the synodical bureaucrat word? Policy. Policy is in somewhere in the Bible. Oh, brother. Uh, namely in the King James Version, <laughs> one time somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> Policy. I told I you he have, wouldn't get the last one I don't faster. have any idea how to sort out when policy would be used. I mean, your, your one word is bylaw, uh, con- constitution. Called <laughs> yeah. handbook. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I, I can't even think of it. So it's got to be, it's got to be an uh, incredibly obscure passage. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going to put it again. I'm just going to guess one of the prophets. Uh, you know, the wise move here would be to guess one of the big books, like Psalms or Isaiah or Jeremiah, just because you cover more ground. <laughs> you know, that's one way of doing it. But I think that you, uh, in your sneakiness over there, in your little seminary in the sneakiness, <laughs> have picked a small and obscure book like Obadiah or something like this. Hmm. Um, oh my, this is a show about mercy. You think I would do that to you? <laughs> Yes. So, I, well, why don't we go with uh, the bigger is better policy, and uh, and so even though Psalms would be the biggest, I think the biggest bi- book of the Bible by verse, by number of verses, is the book of Jeremiah. I'm going to say Jeremiah, the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Actually, Obadiah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm kidding. It is Daniel. Uh, oh, Daniel has... Uh, you're looking at... Oh, I should have said the political involvement. Daniel 9.25... And through his policy, he will cause his seat to succeed by his influence. And he will magnify himself in his heart. And he will destroy many while they are at ease. He will even oppose the prince of princes. He will be broken without human agency. They're talking about the Antichrist, huh? Yeah. Daniel chapter 9. So, policy. Yep. The, I should have known. I should have <laughs> said policy. What verses are about policy? It's got to be about the Antichrist. <laughs> I should have thought that through a little bit more. Okay. Alas. Well, do you want to play law and her gospel? Yeah, that's go- that's law there. I mean, talking about the judgment of the Antichrist, about how he exalts himself against all that's called God, even in places himself in the temple of God. He claims to speak for God, to have the word of God in his own heart, etc., uh, and lead many astray. The important thing, dear listener, to remember about the Antichrist is that it's a theological position, so that the Antichrist is a false teacher. Uh, it's not some, you know, the whatever the ruler of the EU, some sort of political sort of thing. It's the, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the false teaching that comes to snatch Christ uh, out of your out of your ears and out of your heart, that, like the devil does. That's that's what the devil does too. So we want to be on guard for all antichrists that deny the truth of the Scripture, like John says. There are many antichrists, and he who is antichrist denies that, that Jesus came in the flesh, etc. So. Yeah. Now, uh, what's the final score then? <laughs> oh, there it is. Now well, remember, you don't get any points for the law under yeah, gospel. Yeah, I know, I know. Pastor Hernandez, 1,200, uh, and I had 800. Congratulations. Man, I gave now, him a good run I, this time. I, <laughs> I want to explain to everyone why you did so well this time. Um, 
I, I think you were supposed to send me an email last night telling me uh, what we were doing today, and you never did. Oh, so I just did some, you know, threw together a Bible beat the last minute. So, so he didn't have time to plot. Now, now I see what you, what you were planning here. <laughs> uh, about a, ten minutes before the show. Oh yeah, we'll play Bible beat. Can you throw something together? Yeah. Oh brother. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's it then for Table Talk. Congratulations, Pastor Hernandez, on your victory. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was fun. Should Just ha- listening to you guys. Should, should we face each other off? <laughs> should we have like the Table Talk Radio Points acceptance speech or yeah. something like that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> please, Pastor, uh, with, with these points that you have, please, we just do not want you to coerce us. So. No. <laughs> Not in the least. <laughs> We're about mercy. Well, we have here. I mean, this is fantastic. I, I remember one time I was up in Oregon a few years ago, and um, and now our, the president-elect of our synod, Matt Harrison, was there, and we were both at this LWML uh, conference, and he was telling a story. I still remembered. He was talking about how they were sitting around in the office, and and word came in of some disaster somewhere in the United States, and a and a guy came into his office, and he says, uh, and he says. Hey, dude, let's go. <laughs> and that guy is right here with us, Pastor Carlos Hernandez. That's the guy that says, let's go. He's the one. Uh, so he's uh, been with uh, LCMS World Relief and Human Care for uh, 11, 12 years now? 11 years. 11 years. And has been um, coordinating disaster relief. And uh, and especially, you're here in town uh, to visit with, uh, with me and the other pastors in the area and the people here at Hope uh, to talk about uh, a program you have called... Um, Planting gospel seeds while meeting human needs. I got it. Yes, I got the handout right here. Um, tell us about well. Tell us about the theological um, underpinning of, of of your thinking and of disaster relief and the work of world relief and human care and and this program in particular. Well, we we have um, definitely a theology of mercy. In other words, we don't just do this because you know that's the thing to do or. We're not a we're not a social service agency as such, uh, but we are the church, and uh, we are pastors. Uh, um, we have a good number of our staff are pastors that have had experience in congregations. I myself, before I came to LCMS World Relief and Human Care, I was a pastor um, in three different congregations. They're all Trinity, by the way. My first one was not too far from here, uh, where we are today, in Wheatland, Wyoming, uh, which is a congregation where your president, uh, Randy Galter, was was also a pastor. Yeah, that's right. So uh, the the theology is is uh, behind uh, our work of mercy uh, is that God in Jesus Christ uh, has demonstrated His mercy upon us, His everlasting mercy upon us. And, and we are called to not only share that mercy in, in word, but also in deed. We're concerned about body and soul. Let's have uh, Pastor Hernandez extrapolate on that after this break. Uh, we'll head into the final segment of uh, Table Talk Radio. You are listening to the Mercy Edition, and we want to hear from you, 1-800-385-SOLA. SOLA. All right. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
Table Talk Radio, a radio show that gives the opportunity to cope with disappointment week after week and learn good theology at the same time. Welcome back <laughs> to Table Talk. Do you have some way to search the lyrics of songs? I do, actually. Oh. Well, that, ex- that explains <laughs> Works it. Works pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is the Mercy Edition. And uh, Pastor uh, Carlos Hernandez, uh, you were talking about uh, the, the work of our, our Lord's our Lord's mercy, that that uh, we, we aren't a, a, uh, a social club or a social institution, but we are the church. What's the distinction between those two things? Uh, being some sort of a, a social a social group that goes out and just just betters the community versus the church. Uh, what's the difference? I heard a good example of this uh, uh, when in our work in uh, in Kenya. Uh, one of the pastors said uh, to our team uh, a- after one of visit one of our visits there, where we are working towards building orphanages. Um, he said, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, Americans and Europeans, a lot of people from all over the world come to do work in uh, good social work in Kenya and, and helping our people uh, have a better life. He says, but you guys come, you come and also share the gospel. Hmm. And the, the combination of the two makes the devil... Very angry. <laughs> so I, I, I think that you know, that's that's the important <laughs> distinction. As we, as the church, you know, for us, works of mercy are intimately connected with God's mercy in Jesus Christ and, and, and the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, uh, we had it earlier. This small or large catechism quote that Lu- where Luther says that. Um, uh, the, in the church, we have nothing but uh, but daily abundant forgiveness of all of our sins, so that the, we exist for the forgiveness of sins. But 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 the Lord has put the church um, in neighbor in neighborhoods, so that we have neighbors to care for. And mm-hmm. so the command for the church, just as well as for the individual Christian, to love your neighbor. So so that we as a church can ask these questions. Um, how, how can we love our neighbor? Or even, and I think this is something that uh, you're teaching the church, uh, Pastor Hernandez, is you, we can ask the, the our neighbors the question, how can we love you? And so we can bring that question to them. Exactly. You know, we have congregations uh, of, of all denominations, but let me pick on our, our own <laughs> Lutheran church, uh, Missouri Synod. Um, and they, they happen to be in communities that uh, once were probably all at one time maybe suburban white suburbanites, northern Europeans, you know, uh, I guess, you know, what we say, uh, our kind of people. Um, and uh, now today they, they find themselves surrounded by peoples from all over the world. And uh, it it uh, it is our conviction at LCMS World Relief and Human Care and our work of mercy that we are called to share the gospel in word and deed and to find out 
who our neighbors are and and to uh, uh, develop relationships with them or engage them in a, in, a, in a relationship that will lead us to the opportunity to share the gospel by simply, you know, walking up, you know, the, right across the street there is, I, I can see a, do I see a house here? No. Every every congregation, you look out the windows and you see you, you see a neighborhood. You see people who live in houses. And I often ask pastor, do you know the people that live over there? Oh no, I I don't know who they are. They're not they're not certainly not members here. But uh, this is what what we're about here today and in, in the next couple of days. We're going to talk more about how local congregations, their members, their pastors, their leaders can find a a low key non threatening way of, of talking to their neighbors about. How can we be the church to you? How can we demonstrate God's mercy? What are the needs here in this community? I, I think it's one of the important distinctions we make between law and gospel, is that there is simply one gospel, and that is Jesus crucified for sinners. There's one teaching uh, of forgiveness. There's one name under heaven by which we must be saved. But the law comes to us in any sort of diversity of ways, so that the way that the the way that we love our neighbors uh, is demonstrated in a in a huge variety of of, of different ways, so that uh, so that one person with one gift love their loves their neighbor in one way and another here in another way, and so that it's when it's when the question of loving of the neighbor comes in that that we can then begin to ask questions about creativity you know how 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 could we do this better you know how could we do this different how how could we love our neighbor and serve them and and this is a it should be a question uh, as the as the congregation the people the congregation and pastor consider these together that brings great joy like hey what what could we do here what what opportunities are there how could we do this it shouldn't be this huge burden but but a rather a, a kind of creative joyful approach to being uh, the Lord's people in this place. Yeah. Well, definitely the Lord's people, you know, because we are as his baptized people, we are part of his body. And we are we are we are part of Christ. We are Christ. Little Christ as Luther uh, would say. And so we're also invited to do his work. And uh, uh, Jesus himself demonstrated to us, you know, what what a little bit of what it's like, you know, I mean, I, I our our executive well director now president elect uh, Matthew Harrison always talks about uh, uh, Jesus uh, when he looked out at the crowd and he said they were like sheep without a shepherd and he and he had compassion upon them and he uses this word from the original the wor- original word for compassion is is the word splachna and he loves that word in fact I was with him in Argentina and we had uh, at our first deaconess conference. And he was talking about Splachna. And uh, so all over Latin America, they refer to uh, Matthew Harris, Harrison as Mr. Splachna. <laughs> you know, the compassion of Christ. And that's where, where it comes from. And, and we're also called to, to, uh, to demonstrate that same compassion of Christ for, for those that are, that are in need around us in our neighborhoods. In I'm, our congregations, I'm going to just make the suggestion, uh, seminary and gig line, that you, you know, when you were lucky enough to be married and have your first child, that you would consider that as a name. I think I might. Splachna. Yeah. <laughs> Splachna gig line. <laughs> would that would that be? Is that uh, masculine or feminine? I'm not sure. <laughs> Splachno. It would have to be. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's fantastic stuff, though. I mean, because you see it over and over in the. Text that Jesus has compassion, and he does something about it, so that he uh, he doesn't just uh, 
you know, like, oh, boy, I feel sorry for those guys. But he actually acts upon mm-hmm. it. He, he heals. He blesses. He forgives. Uh, he calls. He, he, mm-hmm. he feeds. He, yeah. he does all these things. It's one congruent action, you know, the, the, the healing, you know, the forgiving. It's, it's not separate. You know, it's all one action. Uh, There's an intimate connection between the two. How we come about to separate the two, I don't know. I think we need to take a hard look at the New Testament and Jesus' ministry, how, you know, the two, the body and soul, you know, the word and the loving action are so intimately connected. Uh, One flows from the other. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Well, tell us more about uh, what's this program that that, uh, Carlos is doing uh, here, uh, planting gospel seeds while serving human needs. Uh, Tell us more about this and, and, and what all it entails. Well, we are, of course, um, as I said, the mercy arm of the Missouri Synod. And as such, we are very, very fortunate to receive a lot of uh, donations from from our uh, from our, our donors throughout the country. I, I think uh, our former executive director, now pres- uh, president-elect of the Missouri Synod, in one of our reports mentioned that over the last decade we've received about a hundred million dollars, and Ooh. for disasters, for you know, like Katrina and and the tsunami in Indonesia. I mean, there's a there's a disaster pretty near every day, every week of of the year, all over the world, including the United States. But also, we also uh, have what we call domestic grants, where we actually help congregations with with grants to uh, to develop programs of mercy, like we were talking about a, a food pantry, one of your dreams. Uh, here for your congregation here in Hope and Aurora, uh, daycare centers, any any kind of need that a congregation sees in the community and then begins to develop a program or a ministry to serve that need, we stand ready to help out and, and to provide not only on-site um, capacity in, in programming, but also some, some seed funds as well. So that's that's what this is about. The the, uh, the assessment of needs in the community is what sometimes congregations have difficulty with. So what we do is we come on site and, and we train pastor and, and members to go out and, and uh, we, it's, it's an interview process of agencies in the community that are already pr- doing the work of mercy but not tying it to the gospel. That's our job. Uh, 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 interviews in the community, we call them residential interviews. And also interviews uh, internally of members because so, so it may be surprising to some uh, congregations, but their own members sometimes may, may, may be a need. There may be even hunger and poverty in your own congregation uh, with, with our growing elderly living in on uh, small pensions and Social Security. Who knows? We need to ask, what are, what are the needs of our own people? Great. Well, it's great to have you on, Pastor Carlos Hernandez uh, of LCMS World Relief and Human Care. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us on today's recording of Table Talk Radio. And thank you. You guys are a blast here, <laughs> face-to-face. <laughs> well, it, I enjoyed it. It's, it's better when we're not face-to-face. <laughs> it might be stretching. All right. Thanks for there. listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like saying, depart, be in peace, be warmed and filled, but giving your neighbor nothing that they need. That's from You've James been listening Chapter to 2. You know. Talk there, you there you go. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll free 1 800 385 SOLA. 
That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.